Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rebecca Henson, registered dietitian and women's weight loss specialist. As your guest host, I'm interviewing dietitian bosses and sharing their stories to inspire you to take action and create a six-figure income using social media marketing. Liz Blum is a dietitian of over 20 years, a wife, a mom of two teenage daughters, and founder of Liz Blum LLC. Liz loves helping women lose weight, gain self-confidence, and keep the peace at home. Liz knows firsthand the habits of dieting, food, and body struggles, and putting others first is commonplace among women, regardless of age, upbringing, or education. Today, Liz enjoys working with women in their 40s, running small group programs to help them lose excess weight by educating them using flexible dieting, portion control, and mindful eating practices. She wants women to realize self-care is not selfish. She also wants to teach them to model healthy behaviors for their family because it's true that when mama is happy, everyone is happy. Thank you for joining, Liz. I would love for you to tell everyone where they can find you. All right. Thank you, Rebecca, for having me and hosting. People can find me on Instagram and Facebook at perimenopause.weightloss. And then I also have a website, lizblum.com. Great. And I'm so excited to hear more about your journey. Can you talk about your journey and how your journey has helped you create your business? Absolutely. Just like nutrition is an evolution, I think my business has been an evolution and it's based upon really my upbringing. I grew up with five sisters and my mom, my dad passed away when I was young. He was very young at the time too of a massive heart attack. So nutrition got introduced very early from that point because of we all had to go get cholesterol checks. <laughs> so from that point we started, you know, changing some things around in our house with nutrition and then watching my mom raise five daughters as a single mom. I saw her start to put all of us first and begin her chronic dieting cycle. So that was a forever thing. I think she still probably diets to this day because, you know, moms don't always listen to their daughters <laughs> if they're dietitians. And then it's always kind of weaved its way in and out of my life as far as my passion for nutrition. So I was also an athlete in high school, did a lot of running. Just So then I'd watch people who would struggle with you know, nutrition. And so I just knew how much impact nutrition had. So of course, as I aged, I've gone through all sorts of nutrition philosophies just with what I've done in the past. And finally, when I was at home with my daughters, I you know, realized that, and before that even, that there's no one size fits all. I worked in a weight loss clinic for a while and watched these women struggle. And I even left on maternity leave and I'd come back to the clinic and these ladies were still coming back in. And it was so frustrating to know that they were paying thousands of dollars and really for, and it was a very low calorie diet clinic. So it was different, obviously, but the piece that I noticed they all struggled with was maintenance. And so it's kind of evolved to the point where I knew I wanted the flexibility to do something on my own to work with women, to spend the time that they needed to be spent with 
there was a lot of times in clinic where you get the knock on the door and the next person was waiting. So it's just kind of, you know, as home with my kids, as a mom, I wanted and need flexibility. And then um, as a business owner, I still, you know, I love helping women. That's my passion. And so it kind of evolved into what it is right now. That's interesting. So you had jobs, sort of standard jobs and clinics, but you were frustrated. It sounds like with that you had limited time to help the women, that you had to help the women on sort of the way that you were told to help them, which you didn't always agree with. And you found that they needed more. And so the desire to have flexibility in your schedule and your life and be a good mom, it kind of all led you to starting your own private practice. Correct. Yep, exactly. And that's very interesting about your dad and having, like, watching, seeing the impact of that and having everyone get cholesterol checks and watching your mom diet and kind of wanting better for other people, right? Right. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was funny because when I went through school years ago, I thought for sure I was going to be, you know, the next cardiac <laughs> dietitian. Like I thought that was my true passion. And then, you know, as time went on, all of a sudden it, it evolved where I'm like, no, that's not really what I want to do. And of course, you know, I didn't always get to choose my job. So I ended up with different clinical backgrounds and like renal care, and then also with research. And, and that was even eye opening with that when I think back now, because we did some studies with drugs that were would help with weight loss. And you'd be amazed at what women would come in and sign up to do, you know, to give themselves injections or to do things to try to lose the weight. So it's kind of always weaved its way in as far as that weight loss piece being more near and dear to me. So great. That's the great thing about private practice, isn't it? You get to do what you want, how you want. Yeah, that's great. And, and it's interesting how the journey, sometimes we feel like it's a misstep, but really it can all lead you to being helpful with what you really want to do and you end up doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is your current nutrition philosophy? So currently I love working with women. Like I said, it's no one size fits all, but I do love to really educate women from a flexible dieting standpoint that, you know, all foods fit, but we have to be really mindful about those foods, um, really learn how to fuel our body with the right foods. And then also just learning how to obviously use some portion control so that we can have that all foods fit approach and still be able to lose the weight. Love it. And so helpful and so needed by so many women. So what is your business philosophy? I would say my business philosophy, kind of like everything else I talked about, it's flexible at this point because it kind of needs to be for my family. But also, I really enjoy working just to, it fulfills me. So I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. So it's very fulfilling as far as making sure that the customer comes first. So I'd say, you know, from my standpoint of, you know, what is the philosophy is it's serving people. Yes, that's a great philosophy. Yeah, the customer first and serving people does is a great, a great way to approach business. So obviously you, ha- you have to manage a lot. You're a mom, you're, you have a business. How do you approach goal setting and goals in your business and your life? This has been a constant evolution. I, this past year, have really tried to dig into, 
using a planner and of course getting everything to match it online. And then we also have a calendar board at home. So it's not just managing my own schedule versus, you know, everybody else's too at the same time, but the planner has helped quite a bit. I mean, obviously with the pandemic, it's kind of thrown a wrench into my best laid plans. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I still, you know, I think it's, I've worked quite a bit with the smart goals and learning that anytime I don't reach a goal, that it's not failure. It's, a chance to learn and to kind of revise the goal. I love that. So one, getting it on paper, organizing it with planners and calendars with you and your family combined, and then also flexibility with the goals and like life happens and kind of forgiving and, and readjusting and being flexible as things have to shift and change. Really good, good tips. Yeah. So so this is such an important question. You have a very clear niche. What ultimately allowed you to get clear on your niche ideal client? And then second question related there, what changed in your business and or marketing once you had that clarity? Great question. My niche is it's fairly new, actually. um, And it's it started when I actually started working with Libby and I was out walking one night and I'm thinking, I mean, I have a picture of her. I have a great like graphic for myself and bullet pointed out like what her pain points are, every, all of these things. But yet I didn't like, I, I think my handle before was just Liz Blum Nutrition because I didn't know how to, you know, really say you are the person I'm looking for. So as I was walking one night, I'm thinking, you know, the pain points that I'm hearing over and over again from women is that, you know, I want to lose weight, but they still want to have balance and they want to have a family life. And then I knew she was in her 40s. And I'm thinking, you know, I've had people also express that they're worried about the change, about weight loss coming on, about, you know, what happens or or am I even there and, and all of these different things. So finally, it was like, oh, my gosh, perimenopause is like a perfect kind of a a niche that I could really get behind because I'm personally learning about it. So you don't have to be an expert in the area per se. But what I do believe is I found for the type of woman that I'm looking to work with, that it really helps me to just help women where they're at. There's nothing that is different about weight loss for somebody in their 40s or even going into their 50s, besides knowing that you are aging. And so you have to be a little bit more mindful of, you know, what's going on hormonally, and then what's going on from a standpoint of stress and family and where you are in your business life. And all of that is coming into play. So obviously, sometimes that's where that nutrition falls wayside, or people start to mindlessly eat and so it just kind of all parlayed into like this perfect, like, oh, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to help. That is, there's so many nuggets in there that are going to be helpful for people. So one is just getting clear on like what she looks like, who you're talking to, what she's struggling with, like what's going on with her and her life and how can you relate that even in your handle and attract that woman that you want to work with and like what is she going through that sets her apart and that is for you perimenopause that's the age group you're trying to attract someone in their 
teens or 20s probably doesn't even know what, they're not thinking about perimenopause, but someone in their 40s, like, how do you, you know, you, no one wants to be called middle-aged, so <laughs> when you track that person perimenopause, yeah, so they can find you, they're struggling with that, they can look for you, and, and that's such a great process, such a great tip, is like, find the thing that that person, your ideal client is struggling with and relating to and searching for online and put that out there to let them know that you can help them. And also one other nugget that you put out there that's so important is you don't have to know everything about the thing you're helping women with. It could be something that you're working on, you're in the process, you can just relate and you just have to know more than they do, (laughs) which you do because you're a dietitian. So you have all that background and you're just shifting and putting it into the perimenopause bubble and also passionately interested in learning about it, which I like to say that it's like, just let us handle it because we're the ones that want to spend our free time obsessively (laughs) learning about it. (laughs) true. And then we'll teach you. Yeah. So important because I think that holds dietitians back. They think, well, I don't know every single thing about this topic. And yet we know more than we give ourselves credit for, I think sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And just being on the journey with them and experiencing it. I think that's super helpful to have someone on your side, on your team that knows what it's like to go through this. Mm -hmm. They're going through. Thank you for explaining. So you do group programs, which a lot of people are interested in with respect to your offer. What has been the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge with respect to my offer is just really continuing to narrow it down. Things that, of course, Libby teaches, just trying to make sure, I guess, fighting imposter syndrome would be probably one of the biggest things. I mean, I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm selling, but you have to put yourself out there. And so it's like, I know I can help these women, but yet for me to say it and for me to put it in my posts can be really overwhelming at times. Even I would say definitely the marketing piece has been the biggest challenge is just making sure that people know you're doing something because before I I was super scattered and you know I just put the information out there and hope you know it would help somebody. <laughs> but I would never ask anything in return. I just thought maybe the universe would just bring them to me as as they needed help. That is I am laughing because that's true. Libby is so great with helping with that marketing piece and really challenging, get, putting, just holding you accountable to getting your message out there and letting people know that you can help them with that. Because I was doing the same thing, just throwing stuff out. I'm going to give out all the free information and just magically maybe someone will figure out that I can actually help them. <laughs> That was my marketing plan before Libby. And yes, she is great at at helping with that. And and imposter syndrome, just like y'all can look at Liz online and see how great she is. And knowing that she and I and Libby and everyone else still have imposter syndrome and sometimes still struggle with putting ourselves out there and letting people know that we can help them and saying that with confidence and not feeling salesy about it, that can be tough. So those were the hard things. What has been surprisingly easier than you expected? I think just, I mean, I'm such a learner. So, so I love engaging. I love just really connecting with people. So once, I mean, it's just, it's fun to kind of start to throw more stuff 
at the wall, <laughs> per se, throwing spaghetti at the wall. And, and then, but getting feedback, you know, through the group, getting feedback from, I didn't know people were watching me as much as they were. And so this is graduation. I have a daughter who graduated this year, so it's graduation season. So we are able to see some people, not as many as, as we planned, but I would run into these other moms who are obviously the same age as I am. And they're like, oh my gosh, I love your posts on Instagram. And so just realizing, gosh, it's a lot easier to talk to people that you're feeling their pain points. But then when you're getting the feedback from them, because you're putting yourself out there more has been really surprising and fun and engaging for myself. Great. That's fun. So in all that, now you've learned a lot. You've been working with Libby and you're coming along very nicely. How do you use Instagram to market and sell? It's really just sharing the message of, of what I do to help people. You follow the process that's given as far as really, you know, hitting people's pain points, offering them a solution, and then showing them the outcome. So those are huge pieces. And definitely consistency has been a huge piece for me. I didn't do things daily. If maybe I'd shoot for a few days a week if I was lucky. <laughs> so or some weeks I was really all on and, and other weeks all off. So consistency would be a huge piece. Yes, that is yes, showing up and consistency that is so important. And yes, Libby is helpful for that for sure. So you've got your niche and you're using Instagram. Was it challenging for you to get your message focused? And if so, how did you overcome that challenge from the beginning to now? It's still a challenge. <laughs> I, I definitely, you know, I have gotten a lot better, but I still sometimes want to like throw everything in there, like all of it all at once and, and say, you know, so they can feel it and my why and all of that. So it's still really pulling things back. I don't ever want to say dumb it down, but it's, it's to simplify it. Things that come so simply to me, I think, you know, it's, it is my zone of genius to eat well and to do things a certain way. And so to remember that there's people that they don't know this, that how can I make it so simple? So it's really trying to, you know, step back, look at what is their pain point and how can I like help hold their hand and walk them through this? And so that's kind of how it, it looks, you know, in a post, obviously from beginning to end is, you know, reviewing it going, Ooh, is this still too complicated yet? And you know, and sometimes even send it, you know, I have the group support, obviously, but I also am able to send stuff to friends and say, what do you think of this? And it's funny what types of questions will come back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was not as clear as I thought it was. That is such gold right there. It's like, make it simple. Because we do know more than our probably most of our ideal client. And I do the same thing. I'm like, this is so clear and simple. And then I would put it in the group that, or show it to Libby and they would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember Libby once telling me one of my captions sounded like she was just reading a nutrition textbook. And like, oh, no. <laughs> how boring, you know? So yes, simplify, 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 make it 
so crystal clear and simple that anyone can understand it. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it seems like very clear because it came from your head. And exactly. To the group that you're in, on, in the Libby's group, they're going, um, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so getting support. And I love that you send it to your friends and show it to your family and make sure that people can understand it. So simplifying is a hot tip. So what has been your biggest struggle to get clients from Instagram and how did you turn that around? The biggest struggle, I mean, prior to the past couple of months was just not lack. I was lacking direction really. And again, lacking that call to action to tell them what I was offering. So I, if you keep that quiet again, no one's going to just show up. So, you know, really honing in on what was my one offer? Where could they find me? What did they need to do to connect with me? That piece was huge. I mean, I had a website and and I still, you know, was occasionally I'd have the random Google search. Somebody found me that way. But otherwise from social media, it really didn't, I didn't have people reaching out to me that way to work with me. Right. So again, just simple, like, here's how I work with people and you can sign up here. Like (laughs) clear, simple, clear, simple, make it easy for people. And yeah, instead of just like throwing out free content and hoping that maybe they'll figure out how to (laughs) sign up and work with you or that you even do that. Yes. Love it. And now that they know, now that you're putting it out there, hey, here's some great content and here's how you can work with me, they show up and ask. So Liz, that was great information. I would love to know your process for creating Instagram content. Oh, I'm still, again, (laughs) I'm a work in progress when it comes to that, but I do consider myself a creative. So I use Canva for a lot of my content creation. And it starts with an idea. Sometimes even walking and I'm listening to a podcast and I'll hear, you know, just a phrase and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I start to picture it. Or um, I just did a recent one where, you know, a lot of it's just inspired by what's happening around me, what I hear. I, in my group program, I had a client talk about kind of the cycle of, of her food and her mood and how it would, you know, continue to, you know, you know, she'd just eat and then feel calm and then she'd feel guilty and, you know, all of those things that go into eating. And so a lot of it, like I said, just, it really does come from listening to what's going on around me and where people's pain points lie. And then as far as just sitting down to do it, try to time block out some places where I can sit down and just start creating. Do you take notes? Like when things pop into your head, how do you remember them? (laughs) I need to be better about that. Sometimes I take notes. Sometimes I start to draw them out. If my journal's sitting nearby, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'll screenshot like where it is in the podcast, kind of reminding myself, I need to go back and listen to this. If I, you know, it's an audible book or something, I'll bookmark it. So I definitely, you know, I'm trying to capture it as I go because I do know just like, you know, if I ask someone to track a meal, you know, you're not going to remember it if you don't write it down or, you know, some way take a picture of it or capture it in the moment. So. Yes. Great tips. So how have you been able to find meaning for your work on social media that keeps you motivated? 
It's a good question. Finding meaning in it. I think just knowing, like I said, when I run into people that they actually are excited, I find meaning just even when I get, you know, I know it's easy to get caught in the vanity metrics of how many likes did it get? But I do believe, you know, I have to remind myself too, but I believe it, that if you are an influencer, even if you're touching that one person, so I know I'm touching people, you know, even if the numbers aren't huge, it's, it's exciting to know that someone's like, oh my gosh, that was perfect that you posted this today. One of my other passions, and you know, is, is just really um, mental illness. So I love to even be able to highlight some of that and educate on that in posts for people. So, so that's where I think it's just, you know, it creates a community within social media. I love that because we do get caught up like on how many likes did it get? And the truth is every single like, if it got one like, that means something. That means someone liked it and it meant something exactly. to someone. So I love that reframe. Thank you for that. So you are a mom and have a business. Uh, how do you stay realistic and committed with what you're able to do knowing that you have limited time each day? I think it's keeping my values top of mind, keeping time on, you know, top of mind as far as where my girls are at, you know, where I'm at with my family because they come first. So then the business, but I realize then that's what is, makes it, I think, so easy to work with my clients because most of them come to me in the same exact situation. So life is happening all around them. So it's just putting priorities first. And then it just kind of helps give myself grace when things don't go as planned, <laughs> when I don't sit down and, and work in the time blocks that are allotted, because I'm also, you know, creating the memories right now, because my kids are, you know, getting in that age where one's going to be leaving the house, and one's gonna, you know, still be here in high school yet. And so I need to be present. But then also, you know, it's fulfilling to me, I, I want to be a I want to show them too, that I, I love to contribute. So I, I do this because I'm, you know, it's for them from a standpoint of, you know, some days they are my excuse of why I can't do something, but then it's for them some days to teach them that, you know what, I, you know, I'm putting myself first so that I can build my business and, and, and contribute. So. So that sounds like a really healthy work life balance, like that you're, working, but putting, prioritizing your family and then close second is the work and that you love the work and you're doing it because you love it and showing your children that you love your work and it's, it's doing something that you're passionate about as a great example, as a, as a working mom. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So obviously that can sometimes be stressful trying to balance everything. Do you have any tips for growing a successful business while not feeling overwhelmed and stressed out? I think that one takes a big reframe. I used to say that, all, you know, overwhelm was a word I was using all the time. And one of my girlfriends kind of said something about well, what's making you feel overwhelmed. And I think a lot of it is just because I constantly fell back to that word <laughs> and focused on it so much versus getting more grounded in, you know, what's realistic. And this goes back to goal setting. You know, I, I do, what do I want to achieve versus what do I feel like I need to achieve to feel self-satisfaction? So getting grounded in what I want to do and what it looks like, but at, at what expense, you know, you do have to kind of decide, 
you know, if my family's miserable, well, <laughs> it's because it's, I'm overstressing myself. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of working against what I'm working for. Right. So it sounds like a lot of prioritization, just like what has to get done versus what you want to get done and what means the most. Yes, that and you know, I, I do have a, a really awesome spouse who is good at calling me when I do get out of sorts because I, I definitely have perfectionist tendencies. I think a lot of dietitians do. They're kind of that type A. We like to be able to do it all. And I realized, you know, it took me a long time to realize I can't do it all, but I need to be okay with what I can do and what I do well and and really learning how to recognize what I'm doing because I don't give I don't, again, I don't give myself enough credit and I know women don't give themselves enough credit, you know, in my clients when I'm listening, just the small stuff that we think is small are, are the big things. So it's, it's learning to constantly capture those moments too of, you know, what are we succeeding at? And like you said, I'm running a household. I have kids. I have a spouse. I am trying to run a business. So giving myself credit for doing that and, and helping people at the same time. Yes, credit for you. <laughs> Good job. So you do group programs I mentioned earlier, I think, and uh, I would love to hear how you decided to start running group programs. Did you start with one-on-one and then go to groups? What was the process there? Yes, definitely started with one-on-one and did things typically around three months, some six-month clients. And as time went on, I actually participated in a small group before Libby's group. I'm a constant learner and I, you know, I'm always working with different coaches. And so someone offered up a little mini mastermind with six other women. And I thought I ended up absolutely loving it, loved the dynamics of it, loved that somebody was facilitating it, but not always doing all the talking. And so everybody was kind of having these aha moments and fueling, you know, feeding into this group dynamic. And so I knew that was what I wanted to do was work with groups of women because I knew, you know, then I'm not the only one coming up with the recipes or the meal plans or telling my struggles or listening to their struggles. This way we can kind of all feed off of one another. And really it's such a cool dynamic to work with groups because it it just creates, I don't know, just a lot more, again, that mindfulness, but the support, the energy is uplifting and it could be, it's not just me calling them on what they said they wanted to do because I helped them set smart goals. It's, it's all of us are kind of watching each other. So I think we're initially might've had a fear that, Oh gosh, you know, are the women going to be comparing each other's success? Cause we do do that <laughs> as women, but um, it doesn't end up happening that way at all. We end up being very supportive for one another. Or if somebody's, you know, feeling down, we are really good at lifting each other up. So it's just a really, Again, if you're considering group, I can't recommend it more because it's a really fun dynamic. And and as as the facilitator, you get to choose who ends up in the group. That's the beauty of it too, is knowing, you know, if you know your ideal client, you can help, you know, as you're doing your discovery call with somebody, you can, you know, really make sure they are the right fit for for the group dynamic. Love it. So I hear a lot of benefits of running group programs. Are there any challenges that you've come up with running group programs? I think I'm the challenge probably in the beginning, just because I'm like, okay, I just need to pick a date and pick a time and really commit. And because the ladies, you know, if I 
do the my job up front, they're ready and they're ready to commit and show up. And so I think that's the biggest thing is just making, you know, making sure everybody's on the right level of commitment to one another to show up and to continue to show up and be engaged. I'm still kind of playing with time dynamics of, you know, right now I just do six weeks because women are busy. And I've had some women say, Ooh, I can't commit to that right now where I do know, you know, obviously my weight loss methods aren't fast and sexy. They're, you know, I'm teaching lifestyle nutrition. So I really want them to be able, you know, if they really want to see results, you know, I'm saying, you know, six weeks could be five, six pounds, maybe. It depends on the person. And so if I want to offer something that's, you know, a greater weight loss and even more benefit, obviously be looking into something that maybe goes three months. And so I'm still kind of working on that with myself. Like, is that something I want to commit to? And is that something my ideal client would want to commit to? So shifting and being flexible and changing to (laughs) their needs is, yeah, right. The challenge very, very good advice. And I'm sure people might reach out to you when they listen to this, if they're interested in running groups. So what would be your advice to someone just starting out in general, and maybe who kind of wants to start out with groups? Putting yourself out there, you know, don't wait. I mean, if you have something to share, and you know, it's worked for you, and you can help walk some one person through it, you can walk many people through it. And just trying to, you know, again, it's kind of that failing forward mentality of, you know, I'm going to do it. And with a group, you're going to get feedback. It's, <laughs> and it's typically positive. I mean, depending on how you want to run it, you can kind of charge what you want up front to, you know, maybe you run a beta or a test group with people and, and then say, okay, this is what I can improve upon. Or maybe you just go with it and say, nope, I have the knowledge to do this. And, and, you know, just gathering the right information and learning how to get together. And again, it, I love it, like, just because it is, it's fun and it's energizing to me. Great. And then um, what is your best investment? Obviously, you've invested in yourself uh, and you said you're a constant learner. What's your best investments as you've grown your business? As of recent, definitely the Dietitian Boss Group. It's been huge to surround myself with other dietitians. That has been, I mean, I've had, like I said, in the past, a lot of different coaches, a lot of different business coaches. And so this has been really eye-opening because I think I started out worrying about what other dietitians thought, which is (laughs) very common, you find out, and, and forget, you know what, I'm here to serve my ideal clients. So working with Libby and the group, we're all you know, I love it that there's so many different nutrition philosophies because I love to be a resource for people too. So now not only am I learning how to grow my business, I'm learning that if I can't serve someone that I know could use the help, I have all of these other amazing dietitian bosses that I can pass them on to and say, hey, I have this person that works with this specialty. And so it's super exciting to just be working with like-minded people with similar goals. Love it. And finally, what is next for your business? 
Um, like I kind of indicated, I think, you know, it's continuing with the groups, continuing to grow Instagram and figuring out, you know, do I want to increase my groups to a longer period of time? I've also considered for a long time doing a course, an online course. So it's just, of course, there's a lot of picking platform stuff and doing things like that. A lot of questions that come with that, but I think that'd be really fun too, to reach more people at like that lower price point and, and then maybe let them get to know me a little bit more. So if they want to come in at a later date and do something more intense that they can do so. Great. Well, thank you so much. You have given so much useful advice. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And um, again, let tell everyone where they can find you. They might want to reach out and say hi and ask you some questions. All right. Again, I'm on Instagram at uh, perimenopause.weightloss. And then I also have a website, lizblum.com. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. And it's been an honor, really. I was quite nervous to come on and do this. And again, that imposter syndrome really cropped up, but it's been so much fun. And again, another fun conversation that if I went to push myself to do, I, I would have missed out. Yay, just show up, right? <laughs> show up, exactly. Oh, please. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.